Well, if you don't know what that music is, you must have been living under a rock for almost the better part of two years, because if you have been listening to mm-hmm. Two Smoking Guns, which yet again we're going to bring you just another episode of, mm-hmm. uh, that is the intro to our, uh, our little uh, little program that we run every week. It's our little happy place. It's our escapism. It's the audible man cave for all men. Audible and, man cave. Uh, love it, love the it, love ladies it, love like it, us it. to go because we get out of their way. Get out of their way. <laughs> but anyway, no, we uh, we out. The cave is always open for everybody to come and enjoy. A place to dispose and uh, discuss our thoughts and musings and uh, ideas about yes, what's going on well, in the world, Scotty. You know, and uh, and if anybody turns up with a half sensible idea, we just make them turn around and go away. Straight out of the studio. <laughs> just not required. Not, not, at all. Quite. not at all. Hello to you, Rutsy. How are you, mate? I'm really well, thank you. I've just come off a uh, golf trip weekend. Oh. So my energy levels suffice oh. to say. Oh, you dialed down a bit. I dialed down. Let me, let me ask you this. Did you swim outside the flags? Did you, old boy? <laughs> well, you play hard. <laughs> you swim outside uh, the where, flags. Yeah, yeah. Well, you burn the candle or whatever, oh. whatever the saying. Where did are. you go? We were down the Mornington Peninsula. Ah, the LP. Then we played three lovely courses. Yes. And um, it was Victoria versus New South Wales in oh, a format we like to call the Ryder Cup. Ah. Which you might be familiar with. Yes. And uh, the Vicks came away with the chocolates. Ah, did you? And the, including the trophy. Lovely. Um, which was good news. Yes. And yours truly... Um, even played some good golf. Oh, well done to you, sir. And won my singles. So a little, uh, after little state about, of origin battle. That, after uh, very that few like hours sleep on the Saturday night prior. Right. And, uh, to and tee off at 7.30 oh, on Sunday morning. Ouch. Which is <laughs> horrific. <laughs> That's not... That hasn't been part of my game for it's, about 20 years. It's horrific. Uh, well, uh, But I, I managed could... to see the ball and hit the middle one for the first five holes and got away nicely. And yeah. we... Well, I don't know about you, but I, I tend to recall uh, back in the day, uh, a little while ago, <laughs> I'd you know, wake up at six, it'd be blowing sideways, it'd be rain, hail or shine. That was before children come along. Oh, yeah. Um, but now, gee, I'm with you. Seven thirty. I, I wouldn't even turn my car over no, at seven thirty. No. Little <laughs> be on early. the tea box at seven thirty. Oh, but that, you know, it's logistics around getting the New well, South Wales contingent back to their fair state. Oh yes, right. and all of those sorts of things. Right. But um, and do so, you have uniforms? Do we? Are yeah, we, we absolutely. In dark blue versus light blue. Oh, it's a it? different shirt for every day, mate. Oh, very good. Oh, it's very, very organised. Oh. It's the most organised golf trip. In the world, right outside of the professional ones, yeah, very I think good. actually I think argue it's better than this, right? And did you don't... stay at the same place or yes. did you move around? No, we we had our first evening at uh, Peninsula Kingswood and had yeah. dinner there and accommodation. Ah, oh, lovely. And then we were at uh, down down somewhere in Sorrento, which was lovely. Nice. We've been there before, but two things came out of the weekend for me. Yes. Outside of the golf. Yes. Um, la- on the final night, um, a few of us sat down and we partook of, uh, after the, we stayed down the extra night. Right. Just to recover. Just, <laughs> really? Mm. <laughs> or just have one last lash? Yeah, one last lash, really. <laughs> and uh, it was under the guise of a recovery session, but we did take ourselves off to the... Uh, the Sorrento RSL, and they had a little band on from four till seven. Oh, really? They were a bushwhacker band. A bushwhacker? I haven't heard a bushwhacker. A guy had a, a one of the washboards going. Did he? And yeah, a piano accordion and a double bass. Yeah, nice. 
nice. And there were all sorts there. It was uh, the flotsam and jetsam of society. Ah. But we had a lovely little time. And any familiar tunes? No familiar tunes that no, you would have heard all, in all your born all, days. All your handmade stuff. <laughs> no, correct. And then um, we were talking about football, and we'll get on to football in a minute. Yes. And that conversation, because uh, there's a... There's a the Kick and Junior footy of, of doing a, um, a big golden ticket giveaway. Right. It's a bit like the, the Sunny Boy free you used to get. Yeah, right. Basically, the story is if you go, you go into the draw to win a lot of prizes. So it's, you know, the right. Willy Wonka stuff. Yeah, right. But um, the conversation, as it does on these sorts of trips, turns one way and another. Yes, one way. Ebbs and, and flows. Ebbs and flows. <laughs> and someone said that should be adopted by the uh, toilet roll companies. They should put one golden sheet of paper. <laughs> One ticket. One ticket. One poo ticket. One poo ticket. <laughs> so stay with that thought. In their collection oh, yeah. over a week, and yeah. people, whoever wins, wins the golden poo ticket, yes. gets to win a lot of prizes. Yeah. Do you think their sales would skyrocket, I would imagine? Do you think they need They'd to go be... up higher than they would have in COVID. Have you tried to buy loo paper <laughs> lately? There's none on the shelf anyway. People are panic buying again. Anyway, yeah, that, no, like that, the idea, that particular thought was all the catalyst we needed to watch later that night the great cult movie Lenny, uh, Kenny. Uh, Kenny. Kenny. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Which, in my particular it's humble, it's right up there with a the castle yep. in the uh, lexicon of Australian comedies. Yep. And um, we watched it uh, deliberately with the subtext on. Uh- <laughs> So we did, weren't going to miss any of the, any of the 59,000 one-liners that are in that, oh, in that movie. Yeah, lovely. But I had forgotten one, and that's when he says to his son on the way down to visit his father in the caravan park. Yeah, I haven't seen it for a while. He said, um, I, I, I misunderstood the words of the national anthem for the first 10 years of my life. He, he he said he thought it was Australians all let us ring Joyce because she is young and free. <laughs> oh, that's gold. And he oh, said until I was good. corrected at eleven years old. Oh, that's, that's what I thought. Good. The opening line of the Australian. See, now I don't and now, remember that line. Now it's in my head. Oh, Every time the anthem comes yeah, on, yeah, that's would. in my head. Yeah. You'll never see it the same again. He also had the other great one where he's cleaning out his truck, which uh, which is had been full of the refuse from one yes. of the shows that he's from collected. the day's work. From the day's work, <laughs> the day's takings. And he had a great he had a great line there. He said, "There's a smell in here that will outlast religion." <laughs> I'll have to watch it again. It's been and a my favourite one. He said he's talking to someone. He said, "This is the busiest time." He's talking about Melbourne Cup. Yes. When Splashdown, his company had to install all of the outside loos at the Melbourne Cups. Yes. Yes. He said, this is the busiest time of the year. It's a crazy time. It goes bonkers. It's as silly as a bum full of smarties. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So Uh, if you haven't watched that movie. I I have, but a very long time ago. It's worthwhile investment of two hours of your time. So all the things that came out of the golf trip, apart from the golf and all of the hilarity that goes around golf trips. We had a lovely weekend. Well, that's Lovely good. Weekend. Well, while uh, while we're on that, and and now I understand why you didn't reply to my text over the weekend. You, you probably couldn't see your phone. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're, you're concentrating on your golf. Well, clearly. it was playing music most well, of the time. <laughs> <I thought. laughs> so I happened to have stumbled uh, across a show, 
and I was uh, the other day. I was sort of yeah, you oh, t- seen well, I did that, see your text that, in the end. Yes. So I've come across, and I'm not one for promoting, you know, films and things like that. But what I loved about this is uh, she's a true feedingum, diehard, dinky die, Aussie everything. You've used a lot of. Aussie-based Aussie-isms and, and, yes. Uh, National treasure was the one. Well, I'll tell you what. And, and what I did, I uh, I threw it out there. My litmus test was uh, I sent another text to a very good friend of the program, Mr. R. Campbell, mm. and said, mate, have you seen this? To which I just get back, wonderful, was <laughs> all that he wrote. So it's called Upper Middle Bogan. Right. It's <laughs> got me at the start, yes. right? Glenn Robbins. Yes. A host of other Australian actors. The gist of the story is uh, there's a woman who's a doctor, married, two kids, very well-to-do, lives in a nice house, accidentally finds out that she was adopted hmm. and then goes to meet the parents. Right. This is where the, the trouble biological starts. biological parents. So where I said... Upper middle bogan, yes. you could probably go lower left bogan. Right. <laughs> so, Good. Glenn Robbins, his wife, yes. bunch of kids, the pottiest mouth daughter you've ever come across in your life. And hang on to your hat, she, she's she got them all. She goes. And she unloads all barrels. Um, I can't stop watching it. I'm up to a better episode. I recall, episode though, it was on a while one. back. Was it? On yeah, well, ABC. I've missed it the first time, yeah. but I've got it this time. Oh, good. What's and it? Then I, it's so on the streamers. Upper, it? Yeah, in Netflix. Yeah. Right. So, again, not to promote them necessarily, but go, just go and watch a couple of episodes Will of do. that. And I even, uh, and you know, I've got some teenage and slightly older daughters, and I was talking to them only the other day, and I said, I've come across this wonderful show. Up a middle bogan, and they absolutely nearly jumped down the phone at me and gone, "Oh my god, it's one of the best shows we've ever seen in our life." Okay, so transcends okay. age groups, but it is so Aussie, um, it, it's tremendous. Just go today might be the right day. You might need a little bit more sleep. Yes, I might start my investigative journalism on that show tomorrow. Yeah, maybe start tomorrow. So uh, you know, just easy, easy into it. Nice. But, well, I was uh, going to get a recommendation. But it I did is write a, it down. It's a beauty, and it's it's, it's just refreshing. It's different, um, you know, from all the other garbage that seems to be on TV. Um, so we're going to do the uh, the footy ladder today. We Rutsy. did promise our listeners. So that I we was would remiss have, in that I yes. wasn't prepared last week, but I've sat down with my um, my ruler and uh, and my red pen. And I've so, written my list, and I'll tell you what helped six, me. And I, 60, two weeks away from the... 24th, isn't it? Is this, no, it's earlier than that. Is it's it? 16th of March. 16th of March. It's a couple of weeks away. Yeah, a couple of weeks away. And what we do every year is we do the time capsule. Yes. We do our ladders, and then we look at the end of the year and realise that we know nothing at all about football. And we owed uh, neither of us lunch because we were no good. Well, <laughs> it, it was nearest the pin on the oh, top eight, I believe. Oh, Okay. We got eight out of eight. Oh, uh, hey, oh did well, we, we tied, get, did we? Whoever get, I think we tied. Oh, okay. We had four. <laughs> Something like that. She <laughs> were good, weren't we? Anyway. Well, we said didn't even have Melbourne in the top Sh- eight. <laughs> Shall I kick off? Or? Oh, yeah, no, please do. I'll I'm go gonna, from the bottom to the top. I'm, yeah, well, I'm going to do I'm going to tick as we go. I'm going to go the bottom, the top or the plus top or the minus as in we've got the same. Oh, tick or cross as in we've got the same for same position. Bottom. 
Bottom, Gold Coast. Oh, okay. 15th, North Melbourne. Tick. 14th, Hawthorne. Oh, hang on. No, no, no. You've got 18, mate. Mm. It's 18 teams. So you can't be at 16 back to 15. Have you left two out? <laughs> can you go back and... Can we have a recount? There's 18 teams. Why don't you start, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. Uh, okay. Um, from the bottom... Mm. Number 18, uh, Adelaide. Then I've got, at 17, North Melbourne. Then at 16, I have West Coast. And at 15, I have the other coast, Gold Coast. At number 14, I have Hawthorne. At 13, I've got the Pies. At 12, I have Frio. At 11, I have the Blue Baggers. At 10, GWS. At 9, I hate to say it, but our beloved. Mm-hmm. Say this. And in the 8. In the 8. The Tigers. Yes. State and Kidney. Sydney. The Bombers. I think they're a big smoky this yeah. year. Uh, the Doggies. At five, Port, I've written Port Melbourne here, Port Adelaide at four, Bris Vegas at three, the Pussycats at two, and the Mighty D's, still number one, two years in a row, I reckon, for me. How did you go, old son? Did you find the two? I found. Did you find two? I found what I was missing there. (laughs) Very good. Righto, let's hear them. Because now I have to cross that out because you've actually modified your... So, at number 18... Right, hang on. Oh, you're still, <laughs> you're <laughs> still going. It'll be easy for you to do the form guide, I reckon. <laughs> Saturday's form guide. <laughs> Mate, if you get through this, you're a genius. No, no, I've got it. <laughs> I've got it now. Sorry All about right. That. Sorry about that. Let's I did it rather, rather hastily on my way. <laughs> let's have them. Okay, number 18, bottom, West Coast. Okay, yeah. 17, Gold Coast. Yeah. 16, North Melbourne. Uh, 15, Hawthorne. Uh, 14, Adelaide. Uh, 13, Collingwood. Yes, we've got a winner there. 12, GWS. Uh, 11, Carlton. Yes, we've got that. 10, Fremantle. Uh, good. 9, St Kilda. Oh, we've gone the same. 8, Sydney. Yeah. 7 is Geelong. Six is Richmond. Gee, where's five is Essendon? Yeah. Four is Port Adelaide. Yeah. Three are the Bulldogs. Yeah. Two is Melbourne. Yeah. Number one is Brisbane. Gee, where's so we have the Saints just outside of the eight on percentage, and we'll we'll need to do a bit better than those above to push their way in. Well, I can tell you. One of us will be buying the other one lunch because we are a long way apart this time round. I mean, not not really. So I mean, I was just going line by line, but you know, I'd have one and you know, just be one out or two out, yeah. but not not diametrically I mean, we've different. Got the same teams I think, in the um, 
You had Hawthorne higher than I did. I think you had... Uh, in terms of the eight, though, Brisbane, Melbourne, Bulldogs, Port, Essendon, Richmond, Geelong, uh, Sydney are in the same... They're not in the same order, but they're in the same... Correct. S- yeah. We've got the same top yeah. same top eight, just in a slightly different order. But I mean, that's the beauty of footy. Um, you know, a drawn game can make a diff, you know, when it comes to goals and behinds percentages. It's all of that. Um, but I tell you what, I we talked about some rule changes, did we not? Potentially. Last week, yes, you we went did. through a lovely little list of um, yep. don't change the rules, but but how about this one? Yes, <laughs> correct. And then I said to you, I, I'm absolutely hell bent on seeing this whole out of bounds thing. If it's not touched, and won't yep. run through yep. the whole thing. But again, kick it back in, don't throw it back in. Right, the opposition gets it, the ball's going to go 50, 60 metres. Much better spectacle than some stupid ruck duel with two, you know, banana one and banana two have to put their hands up and go mine. Yeah, um, crazy. Um, and the other one I want to see, no more drawn games. I want to see the 50-metre penalty kick. shootout. Yeah, penalty Very shootout. Right. Well, with that all done, <laughs> um, after this quick little burst, yes. um, you were going to follow on from last week yeah. around the foods from the Ooh, 50s. I did. And you were going to do something a little bit Yeah, extra. I did. I started and then I got d- digressed, but it's even better. Great. We'll yeah. catch that soon. Okay. So we're back, back, back. And oh, here we are. the um, thing we were going to talk about, now yes was food because we don't mind food on this program and it's better than well, talking about the alternative in, which is world events pardon the pun but it's a staple diet <laughs> oh, yeah, very good. and uh you we had a little chat last week about foods from the 50s that we don't have now or something like that wasn't it yeah it was yes it was it was sort of well, what we were, ate back then yes we well, sorry what we didn't eat back yeah, then, yeah, yeah, um, right. you, know, and, you know, we just said, um, you know, curry was a surname. Curry was a surname, <laughs> you know, that's right. And the likes of. So that led me to think, and I, you know, I was going through what we have a chat about this week, and I just thought, there's a few more things there. I mean, one of them is right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. So I started to write a quick list. Now, I'm going to throw to you just completely off the cuff, though, to see if you can add. Yes. And then I've got a little path I'm going to take you down. So I just wrote down food now, not then, which is sort of similar to same, last week. Same, but, but I just wrote down kale. So well, I mean, that, certainly, I mean, not even ten years ago were we eating no, kale. We weren't were talking we? about that. I don't talk about it. I don't and, eat it. Yeah, I mean, they fry kale. I mean, it's like it's like a lettuce. It's a fad. And they fry it. Yeah. They crispy it up. Mm. Anyway, chipotle. Chipotle. What is chipotle? I mean, chipotle I don't even exactly. know what chipotle is really. <laughs> I mean, I, I, until about eight minutes ago, I couldn't even spell it or pronounce it. <laughs> Been practicing for hours. Chipotle, chipotle, chipotle. chipotle. Well, is, I don't even know what it is. Is it like the dust? Is it like a dust? I think it's is sauce, it, is isn't it, it? Is it chipotle sauce, I think or it is, is it like a herb, or is it? No, I think oh, it's I sauce. Know. I wouldn't know. And tell me, when would we have had chai tea? Or chai seeds. Oh, that was that's probably been in for ten. Ten is it? Yeah. So it makes ten. Yeah. It doesn't make twenty. No, nah, no way. Nah. And your favourite, right in your wheelhouse of never never on a million years will it pass my lips. Aoli. Never never will. Aoli. Never. Aoli. Aoli. We certainly weren't eating that twenty years ago. Not with chips anyway. Not with chips. <laughs> Maybe it had a different name. Maybe it was just called mayonnaise. Yeah. And now they put something in it, now they call it aioli. That led me to trying to extrapolate that list out, but it didn't really send me down that there's path. A lot of, there's a lot that you've missed. But though. it sent... Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Can Sriracha. You, what's that? That's a hot sauce that Is it? everyone... Well, everyone in our family has on their thing, but wasn't the thing. And haven't they also ago? given names to other foods, you know, like 
like asparagus, and now it's got some fancy name. Is it? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of foods that fit into that category. Oh. You look at, you go to the recipe and it says, oh, put, you know, a, a stalk of this, and you go, what? So I go to the Funk and Wagnalls and look it up, you know, and it's celery. Oh, right. Right? But it's got some fancy... It's some derivation there, of there, celery. Their name, you know? <laughs> some ridiculous thing. But So... Achai bowls. <laughs> or achai bowls. Or, or, or as... Poke uh, bowls. There's uh, one very famous female chef uh, whose name escapes me. It'll come to me. But she describes that little box that we have in our kitchen called... The microwave. The microwave. <laughs> microwave. Um, anyway. So, so what have you got now? Lead me to the front door yes. of this. Right. Uh, 14 things that you should never order and eat. Sorry. 14 things you should never eat in a restaurant. Because you might order something yeah. and this might come with it. Ah, good so one. So this is not bad. I like this. <sighs> only worked out I probably should be dead by now, though. You've had all four times. Right. <laughs> Number one, drink garnishes. So, like so don't cherry. eat the orange that's in your drink or, or the or lemon. Or the lemon or the lime. Or the maraschino but, cherry. But let me tell you why. There was a study done of 76 lemons at 21 restaurants. 53 of those lemons contained... Uh, my 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 microbe sorry microbial growth oh yeah great of the positive seven were e coli Mm, great number two raw sprouts the temperature to grow raw sprouts is also the breeding temperature for um salmonella listeria and E. coli. So these are the things they whack on your scrambled eggs some morning. Oh, so oh, those little green sprouts. Don't worry about which I, that. Which I sweep away, you know, as garnish. Garnish well, I, away I, with you. Well, I've just got an old but saying. Some people I, eat that. Don't I, I, I just go, I don't do trees. <laughs> don't do trees. So anything, anything green. I don't do garnish, right? Anything yeah. that, per, little purple flower or. I didn't order that. I just ordered scrambled eggs on toast. Yeah, yeah. So you can take your trees. You've taken your forest. You can replant them, right? <laughs> Tap water. Really? Yep. Because it still contains a whole... They reckon it doesn't matter how much the bottled water costs, just never order tap water in a restaurant. Really? Yep. Oh, well, when they go tap or sparking, I always go tap. Well, do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I, I might... I figure there's enough fluoride in the tap water well, in Australia. I'll tell you what, you, you The only just... place I don't do it is barley. You don't order the tap water there. You might not... Uh, then you then you might not enjoy what I'm about to share with you then. If I can just uh, get it here quick enough. So uh, just a little bit of elevator music, please, uh, Maestro. Um, <laughs> now, the reason being, uh, Barnes also warns against tap water, suggesting you stick the bottle stuff despite the price tag. Tap water, while under federal regulations, uh, regulations from the EPA, can still contain trace amounts of harmful contaminants, including lead, chlorine, mercury and herbicides. Which must be in our tap at home as well, must right? Must be in your tap at home. Well, um, be and it's about our personal one. responsibility to limit our own exposure to these trace elements. Anyway, that's what they're going to work. Oh, I now, would prefer to have tap f- water than waste plastic. You're gonna, no, no, I'm, I hear you. Yeah. Now you're going to fall out the back of your chair. Right. Raw oysters. You're kidding. No. Oh, I've got it. <sighs> you never get sick if they're fresh. Candice Zona Mendola, a food and safety advocate of... 
makefoodsafe.com, <laughs> true thing, says Roy oysters are one of the riskiest choices on the menu at even the best seafood joints. These mollusks are carriers of two scary foodborne illnesses, uh, norovirus and vibrio. Ever heard about flesh-eating bacteria? That's vibrio. Yeah. We see rising cases during the summer months as Vibrio loves warm waters. If oysters have been cooked, they are okay to eat. Google a picture and we promise raw seafood won't be on your dinner plate for a long time. Well, no, I'll still flirt with Yeah, well, that's what I'm there. saying. It hasn't killed me yet. So uh, what do they say? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Correct. Yeah. So um, bugger that. Uh, still on my menu. Yeah, um, oysters natural. Just bring it on. Um, buffet food. Number yeah, five. well, the buffet's a thing yeah, in the past so, now uh, the anyway, food uh, handling Is that thing? the dinner salad bar calling your name? Just walk away. Any dish that's been sitting out for too long is a recipe for food poisoning. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So probably, that's sensible. Probably more self-explanatory that's these days. sensible. Uh, this is uh, tricky. Hollandaise sauce. Well, you have it on your eggs, okay, don't you? Okay, yeah, you do. But he suggests that... Um, Eggs Benedict is one of the least favourite dishes to prepare among chefs, so it's likely you're eating a pre-made and often times old sauce. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Eggs Benedict. Yeah, well, I don't mind it, but I mean, you just maybe got to ask the question. Now, this I just, I almost just couldn't comprehend. Freshly squeezed juices. What's Thinking wrong with of that? pairing your eggs benedict with some freshly squeezed orange juice, you may want to rethink that decision for the same reason you pass on adding garnishes to your drink. Freshly squeezed juices are often teeming with bacteria, unlike pasteurised juices. Wow, that tastes better. Though. Oh, and then how, how, do, how do you work? I mean, we're never going to eat again if we go. No, it's just a so now, now we're up to number eight: raw flour. Products. Well, what's that in? Some pizza places will give customers with kids raw dough to play with yeah. and, uh, and prepare their own mini pies. Zola Mendola, again, warns against this practice, noting that raw flour products were connected to an outbreak of E. coli a few years ago. Fair enough. Because raw flour products haven't been treated to kill harmful germs, playing with or handling raw dough can increase your risk of foodborne illnesses. Moreover, the eggs in the raw dough may contain salmonella... <laughs> Jeez, now, now the eggs are off the plate too. <laughs> Here we go, the bread basket. Yep. How does this work? Maybe too many hands in there. Uh, look, probably a bit... It's uh, like the salted nuts on the uh, bar other, at the uh, pub. <laughs> empty calorie. Another reason to skip a basket. According to... Da, 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 tends to circulate from table to table. Yes, you heard that right. Bread in your basket could easily be like scraps from your neighbour's table. So who knows? Maybe they reuse it out the back, polish it up, give it a spray and serve it back up again if it was Maybe ready. they do. Maybe they do. Never order fish on a Monday. No, that's fair. That's a, that's a, that's a uh, golden oldie, that one. Because uh, he wrote, likely your Monday fish special can include fillets that are three days old. Correct. The Danes have spent most of his colour career in New York. No, no, said, I'd agree with that. Most seafood market aren't open on weekends. Monday's fish is old and well fishy. Now, bottled ketchup on the table. Yep. Sort of, yeah, I'll just get my head around this. Former, uh, uh, the restaurant staff often spend hours at the end of long shifts marrying partial empty bottles, so there's no way to tell how long the stuff at the bottom has oh, been there, leading to it. sour top and sometimes up so even like explosive ketchup. Yeah. No, you could. That's that's fair enough. But so, look, there's enough anyway. vinegar-based stuff in that to Food be fine. Thought, 
And maybe uh, we sort of at that point. Was... You're eating at many restaurants these days where there's ketchup on the table, nah, Scotty? No. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I, I think my days are gone. Nah. Of the, la- the, la- the only way I would have ketchup now is if is it, it a comes burger, little, George. Yeah, a little plastic container that's cost about $1.50. <laughs> so that makes the bottle of tomato sauce about $85. Yeah, with, with your $11 chips. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, $12 yeah, <laughs> potato cakes. Uh, and a process, so this is now unpasteurized cheeses. Cheeses. In the well, process, hang on, hang on, Scotty. Unpasteurized cheeses. There's not been many meals we haven't finished off the. I the, know. The so that's uh, why lunch I'm, with some I, cheeses. I'm, all, I'm almost finding this abhorrent or unbelievable. Yes. Um, but I just thought, no. I, well, it was just so unpasteurized cheese. They the soft ones, the so, breeze and the and the camembert. Yeah, in the process called pasteurization, milk is heated at a high temperature for a certain amount of time in order to ward off bacteria and kill harmful or- organisms. Certain soft cheeses like brie, quiso uh, fresco, camembert aren't pasteurized. Uh, therefore, you run a high risk of listeria again, according to the CDC. Sure. Listeria is 50 to 160 times more likely to infect unpasteurised cheese than pasteurised. Sure, get it. What about the soup special? Well, the soup special is normally something the chef's made up from the leftovers. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Don't you? When you've got a nail, you've also got a hammer every time, haven't you? Bang on for you. A soup special is a perfect way to disguise the scraps from your current <laughs> leftovers. That's, that's why it's called the soup special. Well, but what about... What about There's what, nothing wrong with that. that French onion? What's well, no, that? But Scotty, is you're on just, a restaurant. Is that crushed snails? You've got now. to do something with the leftover food. And, and fresh and that's dish why you have a soup special. And tomorrow. And mm. then the last one is just the gem, the piece de resistance. Never order anything you can make yourself. Well, we've home. said that many times. <laughs> yes. And you're sure to be So there we go. So eggs are off. Oysters are off. Uh, and you know what? That list is off as far as I'm concerned because I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> keep on keeping on. Well, so well, there we go. Well oh, mate. You. So... Um, it hasn't got it. It hasn't got to ECSD either. Is the uh, the virus that we've been living with for two years? So you, my friend, go into the circular circular filing cabinet as Ripley's. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> In Madagascar. Uh, oh, here we go. Bacon flavored bugs could be a saviour. Now we've been talking about this for a long time, haven't we? Bugs. And I, and I couldn't find. I've not been able to find those the, bugs. The that crickets people and the things. Yeah, the yeah. crickets and the. Yeah. I tell you what, if they ever make cockroaches, <laughs> mate, I'm giving up. No, no. When I mean, this is a Crickets, in Madagascar, though, yeah. a small hopping insect that tastes like bacon oh, when it's wow. fried. Now you're talking. <laughs> it's correct. Yeah, it's, it's uh, be a bit like prawn feet. Yeah. Do you like prawn? Feet? I love them. I love prawn. When People look at me like I've got. Three they're on heads. the tip and yucky. Yeah, girl. big time. Because yeah. they go, anybody want the feet? And I've gone, oh, please, oh, yeah. Mr. They don't call me Mister Centipede for nothing. Correct. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> More feet, the better. So they've got little bugs. Yeah. I don't know. I'll get to what they're called in a minute, but they um they could be a solution to hunger problems. Yes. Um, because the crop calendar has been thrown into disarray. Yes. Um. And it's had a huge change in weather patterns and those sorts of things. You know where Madagascar is? Yeah, it's off the African coast. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's had four tropical storms in a month that's been smashed, so yep. the crops are gone, so yeah, they're starving. Um, but they're looking at um, the Secondary, spelt S-A-K-O-N-D-R-Y. Yes. It's already loved by Madagascans as a forest stack, so apparently you go camping in the forest and you find a little couple of bugs to snack on. <laughs> I've got my cheese. As you, as you do. <laughs> 
It's nicknamed the bacon bug for its strong smoky flavour. It's not only tasty, but extremely nutrition, con- yes. nutritious, containing high levels of protein, minerals and vitamins. So five drought-affected towns are now being trained by the charity, this charity involved in, in called Seed Madagascar, to breed them in meaningful numbers and teaching them how to cook them to that... Sh- how do you like your bacon? Do you like it slightly <laughs> cooked or burnt to a crisp? Oh, yeah, no, I don't like it super crispy. How do you like because your secondary? We have actually resolved one of the issues I had there of my gut not turning over and you know projectile vomiting in that I thought they were maybe they were chewing these bugs where they still sort of had all of their juicy bit inside. But no, they're fried. And, so to, they're fried or bacon. fried and dried and all the Correct. rest of it. So there you go. So it's another in the filing cabinet of, um, with rising global food insecurity, sustainable sources of protein. Well, where do, into the um, insect world maybe, we head? Maybe this could be a business venture for you and I. Where do locusts sit on that list? Do you think? Because yeah. sometimes we have a lot of those here. Have them in plague. Yeah, we can catch them in our grill on the front of our car, <laughs> scrape them off. I'll do some do research. A, do a little bit. Of, get a little bit of bacon salt. We can make our own. We'll we'll, we'll cook a few bugs on the we'll, barbie we'll do, and do a taste test. Bacon locusts. <laughs> <laughs> do you think we'd just be having a barbecue for two? <laughs> yeah, we, we'd be on. We shouldn't be announcing that to I'd anyone. Have, we'd have most of our mates go, you go right along with that. <laughs> yeah. I'll just stick to the normal hey, stuff hey, that comes off the pig. Let me know when you're on the beers. And Correct. We'll pop around Correct. then. Correct. Um, now, uh, just a quick one before go, we, we you must... Absolutely. We must, I'm, while, I'm, while I'm straying into your... Area yes. of um, uh, sustainability, yes. shall we say? Yes. Flip flops in Kenya, uh, one of the world's worst polluters in the ocean. Um, people lose a thong and they end up in the sea. Yep. And they're plastic, right? So they're now being turned into uh, art and fashion, giving some children new hope while cleaning up the environment. Every th- year, thousands of thongs wash up on Kenya's beaches, flushed out of rivers, and funneled by currents from the Indian Ocean. But they've got an enterprising scheme now, fashioning the footwear junk into art, such as the likenesses of Africa's big five animals. Yeah. And they've even got a French design label getting in there to use the material for their recycled, um, you know, um, dress line and, and, and well, handbag line. So like um, they're handling up to a million flip-flops a year and 23 million tons of plastic yep. saved from the water every year. Well, a good a, news story. that's a very good thing, um, which then leads me, because you've just And it will it lead you there right after this. Okay. And we're just <laughs> talking about flip-flops. And you're going to talk about something related. Well, to what I was going to talk about, when you're using the old good news story, in fact, I'll digress momentarily, because at, uh, what you've been talking about there is this sort of recycling and making you know, making good use of things and yeah. trying to keep the planet greener. Um, there's a fabulous little ad on the radio at the moment, um, which says, uh, children's uh, playgrounds, what a load of rubbish. Um, street signs, what a load of rubbish. So all these things they talk about have all been made by rubbish that's been recycled. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought... That's well, a thing. It's a, really it's a good huge roads thing. It's really and, good. Yeah, so it's a really good thing. I read this fabulous good news story, though. Humpback whales are no longer at risk. That's good. So how, I many, don't, how many were they? Were well, I'll to? tell you what. So they are hunted to the brink of extinction, but majestic humpback whales, they have been removed 
from the federal government's threatened species list. This is the Australian federal government? Yes, this is the, uh, I believe it's the Australian federal yes, government. Okay. It doesn't say, but it just says the federal government's threatened species list because the species is no longer at risk of extinction. Good. So that's a great thing because they're all down in Antarctica. Yep. And uh, from May onwards, they drift up and they, um, like all good people in September from Melbourne, they just they, they, they go, go to, to Byron. Yeah, go to Byron Bay or, or go up to Noosa. <laughs> yeah. Right? So they're that's all right. up in the Whit Sundays, which I've seen up there, which is just magnificent. Um, so it's making a miraculous comeback. Um, They're big whales, not as big as blueies. Oh, mate, but, uh, no, just, uh, the blue whale oh, was the blue shark. I think is the biggest of them all. But um, there is a blue whale rebounding to near pre-whaling levels. Great. So we got down to as few as fifteen hundred, which mm. is really scary because that could have just gone in a heartbeat, couldn't it? That could just be a couple of weekends trawling. Um, so thank goodness that's not today. The population is believed to be as many as. 40,000 good and uh, uh, individuals and growing um i'll just skip through just this don't uh, don't send that news article to the japanese yeah well I, have they been have they had their the nails clipped pretty heavily have they wings well that's good nails clipped down while going wings nails um humpback whales are 12 to 16 meters long and weigh up to 30 tons yeah big uh, normal year May marks the start of the whale watch uh, with ships and boats jostling for best viewing positions along the Australia's east coast as they migrate from Antarctica to give birth in the Barrier Reef. So all the Kushmakunda, you imagine, takes place down south and then they come up to the uh, to the warmth of the crib, <laughs> into, exactly the, what into the baby factory. It's called nature. Uh, which is just brilliant. So earlier this year, um, giant whale pods were spotted off the Australian coast on a scale never recorded before. So uh, just because they're off the list doesn't mean then it means they're still sort of protected. You still can't do anything, but they've just they've taken them off the extinction, yes. the risk of extinction list. So we've got healthier water. In fact, I even heard something about the barrier. You know, a few years back they're saying the reef dead. Yeah, like it's, it's bouncing back. What? Yeah, I believe so. Because they just in said parts. it was almost bleached. Bleached. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I saw something that was quite encouraging to see that it was somewhat flourishing. Mm. So I hope that's the case. Now, um, just a quick one. Because yes. when I mentioned flip-flops before, yes. I got another one with a lot, lot of Fs in it. <laughs> and this was one of these lovely ones overheard by Baz, which I look at. Oh, this yes. is our, our Minister for Fun, Martin Pakula, ah. who's now turned into Mr. You know, Let's Get Back to Life Melbourne, but he's Quote was pretty good. Right. It was an alliteration of Fs. <laughs> okay. Careful. He said, no Fashion, dump, Foo Fighters, Food and Wine, Footy, Flemington, First Shows and F1, it we freaking awesome. Oh, good work. So, Fashion, yeah. Fast, fashion Festival, Foo Fighters next Friday night. Yeah, this Friday night. Next Friday night. Food and Wine, yes. Tech, yeah. Footy, yes. Yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. Flemington, yeah. Good. First Shows, don't know what that's about. No idea. F1, that's coming yeah, back. That's you coming. Know, it's your... We'll it will be freaking awesome to get out and about again. So, yeah, good on him. Good on him. It's about the only thing he's said that I've listened <laughs> Thank you, to Mr. in about the last two years. Now, um, I know we don't really want to talk about world affairs um, too much, um, Scotty. About because, what's happening um, about in the world right now. happening in the world because it's not the remit of this show it's to discuss events. It's a bit hard uh, to miss, though, events. isn't it? It's hard to miss. Yep. But I did notice something that's going to affect my viewing uh, in the coming months because I'm a big fan of Eurovision. Oh, yeah. 
And they, um, they've been ruled, they've been ruled out of that. Yes, no Russian entertainers uh, will be permitted to take part in this year's Eurovision Song Contest following the invasion of the Ukraine. So, um, you know, they always had an interest and uh, yep. no longer, so they're proving yep. to be very unpopular. So, um, yeah, it'll change the betting on the Eurovision <laughs> if they're not there, right? Because. Uh, Yes, and also the Bolshoi Ballet, not getting many gigs. Uh, the phone isn't exactly ringing off the cradle asking for them well, these days. Well, I won't be going to Russia to watch a Grand Prix either. No, you won't be going Because I've lost there. that too. I've lost that. D- can I but just... the Eurovision, and, and it's what? coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, uh, it's, it's almost yeah, like... I don't know why I like it, but it's just got it, something about it's it. It's your visual pilgrimage, isn't oh, it? It's, just just, a, it's, it's your must-go-to without fail. It's a... Cultural cluster. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> to say the uh, least. To say the um, least. I do have one question. Yeah. Because uh, in terms of old mate who, who's just lost his marbles and what he's doing to um, different parts of or one part of the world in particular, all these sanctions that the rest of the world are you know, doing, uh, um, putting on him, they're trying to stop his money from coming out of banks and mm. trying to hit up the biggest eight oligarchs and stop them from having a nice time and going on flash boats. But is that just like taking the toys out of his cot? Yep. But they're just toys out of his cot. Yep. Because if he really wants this piece of the world, well, he's prepared to blow it to the shizen Mm. and then go, got it. There won't be anything left. Not going to touch any of it because I've got a view. But uh, you won't mm, like anyway. It. But I just thought got a couple of he, ga- uh, got a couple of Putin he, he, lo- he loads up all this military stuff, and we just go. You can't have your teddy bear. So Take the only way, what, what, what this, the way this show can contribute anyway, yeah, is for people to have a bit of a giggle. Yeah, because life's too too depressing otherwise. Always look on the bright side of life. So I've got four <laughs> uh, Vladimir Putin jokes for oh. you. And you're looking at me like it's too soon, perhaps. Uh, no. Uh, uh, roll. Roll the tape. How do you start a joke about Vladimir Putin? Uh, I don't know. By looking over your shoulder. <laughs> Putin was just re-elected. He won 134% of the vote. <laughs> His approval rate's 80%. The other 20% are missing. <laughs> He was recently late to a meeting. He was really Russian. That's a dad joke. Oh, that's just, that's almost wheelhouse worst dad joke ever. He, vis- he visited a primary school one day and he gave a lecture about how great the Russian government is and how Russia's the best country. At the end of the discussion, he invites people to ask questions and one kid stands up. The kid says, hi, my name's Sasha. I've got two questions. Why did Russia send troops to Ukraine and why did Russia annex Crimea? Crimea. Yep. All those years ago. Yep. At that moment, the bell rang and everyone went to lunch. At the end of lunch, the Q&A continued. Another kid stood, up, kid stood up and said, My name's Boris. I've got four questions. Why did Russia send troops to Ukraine? Why did Russia annex Crimea? Why was the bell 20 minutes early? And where is Sasha? <laughs> so most of the jokes are yeah. on that theme. Yes. <laughs> About a big bully boy. Yeah. Scaremongering type uh, person. Well... Okay. He's not very, very, very uh, popular in these parts. But anyway, we'll uh, leave it there. But... Um, well, we, I mean, he's, we, we need to sanction him, but equally we need to take the mickey out of him if we can. The only thing is, he does have some scary allies too. Got a couple of blokes yeah, he's hanging yeah, around with yeah, that are a bit yeah, scary. Yeah, a little, just a little 
Anyway, that's George, the end of our section um, on foreign correspondent uh, world yes. affairs. Well, it's about all you're getting from cool. me. Well, uh, you've gone to the bizarre, which he is. Can I go to the completely bizarre? <laughs> go on. <laughs> uh, probably been to saw death. A saw death. Oh, I, no, I read this Did and you? I cringed. So no. police are investigating whether a retired grandfather, who allegedly paid a fruit picker, yeah. he's a fruit picker, yeah. so he's not he's he's not on the tools, right? To amputate his leg yeah. with a circular saw, I saw that. suffered from a rare medical condition that made him feel compelled to have a body part removed. What's that about? It's like going, Rats, uh, when we go to the break, can, can you just get that chainsaw and just cut my left arm off? Yeah. Because I think I need to lose a body part. I thought it might have been a scam for insurance no, or something. So, well, that's what I first thought. So police will probe with a, a Calman Tal suffered from a neurological disorder that caused him to desire the amputation of his leg, which he had full physical uh, full physical function. Uh, Mr. Tal allegedly arranged to pay Jong uh, Yalu, uh, 36 years of age, $5,000 to remove his leg with his own circular saw. In an act that cost Mr. Tal his life. Um, no shit, shit. And this happened... In um, a waterfront park in Innisfail in Queensland. Oh, this, wasn't in Mex- this wasn't in Mexico, mate, where he's had half no. a bottle of tequila to begin with. Um, he was remanded and due to appear on court on June the 6th. I hope so too. <sighs> but he might, but he's going to go, but, but he told me to. It doesn't make it legal, mate. <laughs> well, he gave me $5,000. It just makes it even worse. <laughs> It's sort of got a bit of bizarreness written all over it, hasn't it? Oh, God, that's strange. Um, They're going to be tropo up there in the tropics in Queensland. Yeah, I know. That's a bizarre one, mate. Now, that's right in your wheelhouse, though. Isn't oh, it? God, the odd spot well, section of yeah, the, well, it's uh, just, the news. It's just, you know, it's too bizarre for words, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, he did administer painkillers first. Did he give him no. a couple of Panadol? No. <laughs> did he put a stick in his mouth? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just whoa, away we go. Um, oh, yep, never yep. going to get that visit out of my mind. Oh, I know. Uh, and, then, I, and then and then did he just say, oh, "It's just a flesh wound." No, he said nothing, mate. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you talk you talk about things like that that you can't get those visions out of your head. Many years ago, uh, I actually had to attend a building site, and there was a young apprentice who. Uh, uh, no names, no pact really anything. Climbed a ladder on a mm. wet day. It had an accident? Had an accident. Climbed a ladder on a wet day with a power saw. Ooh. Cutting through some timber. Mm-hmm. Hit a knot. Mm. Um, said power saw jammed and kicked off the timber. Ran up his left arm. Mm-hmm. Blade still going. So I, to this day, still have this image. And, mate, I don't know whether you've actually seen, you know, a big, Deep cuts through and up. The skin actually swells up. It, it's it's like half a banana being broken open. Yeah. It all swell. I, and I cannot to this day uh. get that image out, out of my head. No. I, it was just horrendous. But uh, if I said to you, uh, FOMO. FOMO, yes. Yeah. Fear of missing out. Right. I've got a new one. Let's change the topic from circular Yeah, source. yeah, we're getting right off circular source. <laughs> I've got a new one for you. What's that? Hogo. Hogo. Yeah. You know what that is? Hating of going out. Nearly. Not. The hassle of going the out. The hassle of going yes. out. Yes. 
So where we've talked about being in lockdown and you can't go and be with your friends, and, but now we can do all that. People go, can't be bothered. I'm not sure I can be bothered. I'm got in net, the, got Netflix. I'm in the trackies. <laughs> I'm right? in the trackies. So the pizza's coming. So what it is? Research found one in three Australians feels less confident in their ability to organise uh, and participate in social activities as a result of COVID nineteen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's not that those with Hogo don't like going out. It's the domain of those suffering with Jomo. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> another one. The homos and the Jomos no, don't go very uh, well. The- <laughs> Just the hogos and the, the hogos, hogos and the jogos. The we'll leave the other one right alone. The hogos and the jomos, and that's the joy of missing out. Yes, right. Uh, it's best described as can't be bothered. Right, right. So uh, the experience of having to put on something half decent. So change your, your like, clobber. What, have to do some washing. Do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> have to go to the supermarket and get washing powder. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, putting on something half decent, dealing with traffic snarls and parking problems, not to mention potential antisocial behaviour in the streets can make a night out at home on the couch appear more attractive, uh, more attractive proposition. But we've done that for about uh, 549 <laughs> days. So. so there's little question the pandemic has changed the social lives of so many of us. Oh, I think you're right. I think that's a thing. I reckon that's a thing. Yeah. I call that laziness. <laughs> Most recognise the benefits of socialising and promoting well-being, and some experts believe positive social interactions can reduce the risk of dementia and even help to extend our lives. Well, exactly right. I have um, the opposite of hogo. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but oh, I so love going out. Um You've I've got, got a, I've got a logo. I've got a love of going out. No, you've got fuck, mate. What's that? Fear of coming home. Fear of coming <laughs> home. <laughs> <laughs> well. or, or fear of not getting home. Oh, you've got fong. Fong. Yeah, F O N G H. Fear of not getting home. I've got a bit. You've got, you've got fong's disease. Sometimes I've had. How do I get home? <laughs> So, yeah, so now, much like the Zachary joke, you've got Fong's disease, mate. Fong's disease. Fear of not getting home. Good on you. Good on you. Oh, there we go. We've got a couple more minutes left of this silly stuff. All right. Uh, What do you got? Well, well, this is sort of in our warehouse because we always, we're back to food and beverages again. Food and beverages. But I came across, I did come across a little article that said BYO alive and well. Oh, well, it is. But just don't expect it. No. Right? So there's this whole, it's quite a long article. So I'll, I'll, I'll just pricey it for you. But basically, we, you've got some well healed restaurants that are saying, you know what? People haven't been able to come for so long. I'm not going to force them into having my... If they want to bring their favourite bottle now yeah. that they can actually get out, you know what, bring it. It's and you fine. can the cha- the charge a cork. They can charge, charge for it. Right. I don't think there's any level on that either. Still I've, using their glasses, well, that's fine. Yeah, it's all of that. They've got to wash them, yeah, you know, yeah, put them that. away, pack them away, get them back out. Um, but he said it's, you know, even for some new restaurants, it could be a way to entice new customers to come to the Dead new right. restaurant. Dead right. Um, but he's saying even some of Melbourne's best restaurants um, are doing this. $5 a bottle. Uh, I won't name them because it's probably not fair to, to no, give, no, give them a leg up. But, um, but there is one, uh, here's a concept though with one of them. So uh, there is a pizzieri uh, and it's gone from offering BYO every night in pre-COVID, to only doing it on a special, what they call, charity night on yeah. a Monday. Nice. 
Now, corkage is just $5, and that fee is donated to organisations such as the Paran Mission and Street Smart. So uh, I like that concept where the the restaurateur isn't gouging you, it but back. he's giving you the opportunity to bring your wine, but then the proceeds of that are going through to those less... less nice uh, touch. Nice touch. Ne- those that need it, uh, or the needy, as I should say. So um, so the summary of all this, because we probably need to summarise it, they could build loyalty and BYO could, f- could cure Hogo. Uh, yes, it could. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's probably one thing, uh, you know, it's all well and good to, uh, you know, get, go somewhere nice, but some, I think some prices these days, they are losing a little bit of, uh, of focus, I think. You know, because it's 60 70 $80 a bottle. Yeah. Can, you know, and I'm mean, for special occasion, that's fine, but some are even just the run-of-the-mill Places are the margins are yeah. Phenomenal. Well, you just go well. I just it's cost me two fifty, but I spent one hundred and seventy five on on the grog, mm. and the food was lovely. But it's sort of just out of balance a bit somewhere in some totally places. So I'm on with you. Where anyway, you but I love a BYO. Um, the BYO to to beat Hogo campaign. Yep, love it. Yeah, work well, on that for me over the over the week, and we'll. I shall ponder further. We'll ponder further. And <laughs> by the way, I am going to a BYO restaurant this week, so I might review oh, yeah. it for you and. Let you know how it is. Good for you, old chap. Good on you, mate. Right on. Well, you have a good week. Okay, See we're all chat. done. We're all done. Thanks for listening to Two Smoking Guns. <laughs> <laughs>